0: Welcome to the Wellness Phenoms, a podcast about the joys and struggles of life. The show will hit on topics such as mental health, fitness, finances, and spirituality. We are your hosts, Logan and Josh, two friends sharing our experiences with the world in an effort to help others. We are by no means experts, just highly passionate about these topics and eager to challenge ourselves and those around us.
1: Hey Phenoms, welcome back. Or if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. Today is episode three, Stay in the Course and Overcoming Obstacles. To learn more about us and the show, check us out at www.wellnessphenoms.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook
0: at Wellness Phenoms. So uh, last week, uh, Josh and I, in episode two, we talked about uh, some various roadblocks that can get in our way uh, while we're on our path to wellness. And uh, Josh and I just kind of wanted to circle back and discuss a few kind of hurdles that we talked about last week and and some of the various tools that you could use to help overcome them. Uh, One of the prominent hurdles I think that we talked about quite a bit last week was time. Um, and so I figured we could kind of start there. I know for me, time is personally one of my probably biggest issues that I've run into.
1: Me as well. It seems like there's never
0: enough of it and you're always trying to squeeze like every little thing in that you can. Yeah, definitely never enough time. I know that finding little loopholes and some of them actually, honestly, quite simple loopholes that, you know, um, or tools that that can be used, um, have been the most effective, um, right off the bat. One of the ones that I think surprised me the most was the utilization of a calendar. Uh, I was going to therapy and my therapist asked me, she's like, do you use a calendar? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, I look at the date, right. But, but, in reality it was, I was not actually utilizing a calendar though. I was not putting events in there or obligations or anything like that. And what I started realizing is it made me have a lot of trouble with commitment. Um, so like you might ask me, do I want to go do this, that, or the other? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just doesn't, um, I don't know. It was tough to actually like put it in to like a confirmed plan for yeah. me. You know, I wasn't really doing stuff like that. And a lot of it, though, was like wellness related stuff, though, too. It wasn't as simple as like, oh, well, do you want to go to a movie or go grab lunch or dinner or something like that? No, it was like, hey, do you want to go hiking? Do you want to go hit the gym? Do you want to do this, that, Whatever, right? Yeah,
1: and that's one of the big things with a calendar and and time blocking, or actually setting a you know making a mindful decision to to plan your days or your week or your months is that you make sure you put those things in because it seems like when we get really busy and do lose our time, some of those important things are the first things to go and the first things that we set aside for maybe going to lunch or um, you know whatever whatever comes up that we decide. Well, yeah, it's. Not as enjoyable to go do the other thing. Maybe I'll I'll go do the fun thing, right? Um, so when you can schedule and, and really pre plan your week and or day and uh, still set aside some of that free time, it really helps to to give you give you a path to follow and and uh, keep on
0: track. Yeah, and I I don't know I I think that my productivity has since skyrocketed after starting to use a calendar, it was it was weird starting to notice all these weird, quirky little things that I started to be able to make. It, a lot of it was decisiveness, but mm-hmm. but um, even just that, I mean, I could sit for 10, 20 minutes or days even sometimes like, oh, can I make this work? Can I do that? What, how am I going to, you know, I have all these errands, whatever, you know, but when I started using my calendar, it was so much easier. I just look and See, well, what do I have today? Nothing, right? Or I have this at one o'clock, so I can do this, this, and this, right? And it it really started to give me this visual outlook. Yeah. And I'm a very visual person. And I think that that was probably one of the biggest things for me is I could actually visualize now what my day, my week, my month looked like. And it was so much easier. But once I started making that commitment and putting it in my calendar too, it- yeah. I could, my mental preparedness was much greater too. It sounds kind of weird, but it really was. Over the course of time, I knew a week out, two weeks out, whatever, what my next week was going to look like or the next day or what have you. And I, I'd i be preparing in my head way beforehand. And sometimes I, I wasn't even thinking about it, like cognitively. Yeah. I was just, you know. And it
1: does. When you put it in a schedule or, you know, pen to paper, essentially, no matter how your calendar is marked, it is giving you, you're committing the time to yourself, but it's also keeping you from, I think where we get lost is when we don't have a plan and then you have 10 things you want to get done, but there's no nothing scheduled, nothing's organized. It's kind of like a jumble of how am I going to get all this done as opposed to, when you're looking at a schedule and you know, you have this coming up at noon and this coming up at two or, you know, tomorrow I got to do this and it's easier to plug in those things you need to get done and just helps you be more efficient.
0: Yeah. And I think alongside that is uh, lists. Lists are a huge thing for me that um, have kind of helped me as well. Um, I uh, I've found that prioritizing stuff is, is so much easier and I have lists for everything I've got. You know, what errands do I have? And then even down just even one of my errands alone is grocery shopping, but I have a whole list for that obviously too, right? You know, I have goals, life goals, bucket lists, travel lists, you know, you name it. I've got lists for almost everything, but it's, it's been kind of nice to be able to break things down and just know, you know, what do I have and what are my goals, Mm -hmm. which is also another big thing, right? Under time is setting goals.
1: and Which definitely helps you keep focused on where you want to go, right? And helps you kind of filter through the things that need to get done and things that you can not do if they don't fall in line with your goals. Um, and really looking at time, calendar is, I think if you have your goals set, then the calendar is almost like the accountability tool to make sure you're moving in a direction that is going to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish and not getting distracted by those things that are going to sway you or take you away from your goals.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it, it's kind of back to that commitment piece too, right? So you've got your calendars. Once it's on your calendar, it's like, it's almost an obligation, right? It's mm-hmm. not like you can't back out of it, but you don't want to, right? It's there. It's a set thing. You're doing it, you know, similar to the list, right? I set my list and that's one of my biggest Things that I love now is going in and actually trying to check off on my list. I've got you know ten items, and I love going in and seeing. Okay, well, where am I at now? You know, okay, gives you like got, a
1: little reward. Yeah,
0: three things checked off, right? And and then sometimes it's even that. Oh, now I want to add something else to it, right? Mm-hmm. And and that all kind of ties into with the goal setting piece. I mean, it's it's kind of funny because these three very simple things. Are all kind of linked together in a sense. Yeah. You know, very true. But, but I mean, for me, goal setting, a lot of that actually kind of ties right back into a list anyway, because that's for me personally, when I go to set my goals, that's how they wind up becoming a physical entity in this world, just behind just a, or beyond a thought, if you will, right? It's, I get it on paper yeah. and now it's a real thing, right? I've written it down and, and I think that's a powerful thing in and of itself.
1: And it's like we talked about in previous episodes about actually getting pen and paper and writing it down for that muscle memory. And like you said, commitment. Yeah. Because we can think of goals and, um, you know, brainstorm ideas all we want. But it's easy to lose that, too. The next day when you're running around, you totally forget, what was I thinking about yesterday? Or what was I wanting to do? or Yeah. Um, so if you can get it down on something physical where you know you can look back at it and say oh yeah i remember you know two weeks ago this is my goal how am i doing on that and then you can get to a point where you're making sure that you're scheduling your time to do and accomplish the things you want to
0: yeah well and i'm forgetful yeah me too i mean right off the bat so it's you know lists are kind of like a a lifesaver for me now yeah but um So the next topic that we had kind of discussed last week, um, that I thought was a big, big one to bring up was motivation and, and really the lack thereof. We, we were talking quite a bit about that being a huge roadblock and deterrent for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, it's easy to get excited when you come up with a new idea or a new venture you want to try or um, something you're trying to accomplish. That's the easy part. Uh Um, as things progress, we do lose motivation pretty easily. I think we get bored as human beings and and uh, just need that excitement or something to keep us going. And using different tools to, to make sure we remember our goals um, really helps in the motivation part of it. And also finding things that that you know get in your way of your motivation. One thing for me is you know, I like athletics and, and exercising and stuff. And, and I know that if I don't get done in the morning, it's not going to happen most likely because something's going to happen in the day, it's going to get in my way. And, you know, one of my motivational tools or kind of a barometer I use to measure my motivation is that alarm in the morning. Um, I like to get up early and work out. And a lot of times that's easy for me to hop up when my alarm goes off. But as there's you know, there's weeks where it's not as easy and it doesn't work as well, where I'm snoozing and sleeping in past when I meant to get up and then my whole day's off. Uh, but but that's kind of a good judge for me is my alarm to know, hey, I'm, something's got me unmotivated that I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not getting done when I need to get done in the morning to make sure I'm not playing catch up. So um, finding little things like that just to kind of pick up on your lack of motivation or and kind of tweak what it is that's it's getting in your way that way you can get back to it and and keep going forward
0: yeah i uh i think that you know that's one big thing i've been struggling with too a lot lately is getting up i start hitting that snooze button and and i've found that if i'm able to getting up on that first alarm is is really good yeah. um you know i i like those days so much more when I can just, you know, first alarm goes off, I pop up out of bed and I go start getting ready for the gym because I'm the same way, you know. Um I try and get my fitness knocked out in the morning beforehand Mm -hmm. because for me, I'm glad that there's some people motivated later in the day to do that stuff, but I am not one of them typically. You know, usually by then I'm I'm pooped. You know, I'm 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 wiped of energy and so morning time is is how it's gotta be for me. And um I found when I when I get up, get moving right away, first alarm, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. And as
1: you snooze them, you're just, you know, you're putting yourself back in that sleepy mode and kind of that what we've talked about before is a comfort zone that you know, the human body kind of seeks out is just to be comfortable and cozy and yep. um I think that if if you push through that and kind of fight it fight back a little bit and get up quickly and Do a little bit of uncomfortable exercising or something in the morning it kind of reminds you the joy of life and pushing yourself
0: yeah definitely agree i know uh another thing as far as staying motivated that i've found pretty useful um i actually just did one for 2021 for the first time is uh um, they get called different things i think the most common is uh, a vision board um i've been calling it a future board there's a book by uh, sarah cantrella I hope I said her name right, um, but it's uh, a phrase that she coined as future boards, okay. and um, I love it. I've got mine posted in the kitchen because that's usually one of the first things we see in the morning. That's where I go and I start doing my pre-workout and getting getting ready for the gym and whatnot. And um, it's been really helpful because I can I literally see it every day, you know, and I can I again. Back to this visual piece, I'm such a visual person that it just helps me so much to see, you know, all these things that were important to me, goals that I want to, um, obtain mm-hmm. or attain rather, you know, and, and work toward. And it's, it's really neat because it, it's kind of another way of making a list, but this one is visual and it's like right up my alley you know, it with pictures and, and it just adds a little different, like pizzazz to it, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's something different and, um, it just sits with me a little better and, and motivates me more. You That's know? a great way
1: to start your day too. Cause you're, you're refreshing your memory on, Hey, this is where we want to get to. And it's a positive energy every morning when you wake up and you're reminded, Hey, this is where we got to get to what we're going to do today to get. To attain those things we want to. Um, I like quotes. I think are really good for me and they motivate me and my personality. So I will actually, I have different quotes I'll write up on my mirror in the morning. So when I wake up, you know, brushing your teeth, getting around, getting dressed for the day, those are the first things I see is that motivational piece of whatever the quote is. And I try to change them weekly, um, but just the same thing, align them to the goals that I'm trying to accomplish and. And it's a good reminder, you know, before, before the day gets going and you start blown up with, with, uh, other commitments and stuff it just refreshes you and says, Hey, this is the goal today. This is where we're trying to get to. This is the motivation. Yeah. And, uh, it's just a good little boost to get you going.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of quotes. I need to start doing something like that. Actually. I think that's a good idea. Putting something up in a visual place. Yeah. Is it is it a physical thing that you put up?
1: So I have I just have like a dry erase marker and I write it on the mirror. Oh, okay. we can have a big mirror in the bathroom. So. Sorry
0: if you said that and I missed it, but <clears> yeah. no, no, you're good. I uh, I've heard of people like putting up sticky notes or you know other little notes, but that's a really good idea.
1: That's where I got it was I saw a thing on on
0: sticky notes and.
1: Huh. Yeah, we had some dry erase markers around the house, so I figured that's an easy way just to erase it and put another one up there. So
0: I might have to add that to my little to do list. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Um, another one, and I think that could even kind of tie into this depending on how you use it. I know you said you're using it for quotes, but, um, a, a huge thing with, with staying motivated is, is having somebody or something to hold you accountable. Um, you know, so you could even do like accountability notes with your quotes or a quote around accountability, but, um, is for me a lot of times it's an accountability partner. Yeah, um, you've been that for me a lot actually. Um, you as well. And you know, um, it. I think that's been a hugely helpful thing. Is anytime I'm doing something like, for you, a lot of it's been with fitness stuff, right? Checking in and you know, or challenging each other on the the Apple Watch yep. deal, you know. Um, but I I found that to be a huge huge motivating factor for me. And I know some people, they, they truly need that. They need a physical presence from someone else to help stay motivated.
1: Yeah. I think a majority of humans do. I mean, we're such a social based creature, right? We love for the most of it. We like to be around people and be motivated and help people, you know, go on the path together. Yep. And I think that accountability partners are huge um, I've used them in fitness. I've used them in, I use them in my business. You know, I have people that I, we get together and have lunch every couple of weeks and Hey, what are you doing? How's this going? Did you do what you said you were going to do? Look into this marketing Are you, you know, someone to just challenge you and tell you when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing too. Um, but just having that support system that you're not the only one out there and it makes it a lot easier too, especially those days you don't want to do what you said you were gonna do, you know that. Well, I gotta talk to Logan about what I did this week, and yep, what's he gonna think if I if I <laughs> didn't do anything? Um, so just it can help you really when, when you really are struggling to find that motivation and reason to push through. Because we can look at goals, and we can look at quotes, and we can look at future boards and all kinds of things. And there's there's still gonna be a day where you're like, yeah, I still don't want to do it. Yep. So having that other piece can sometimes push you through. And get you to, to keep going and keep working and, and growing.
0: Yeah. And even even just beyond a simple accountability partner too, just, just in general in life, surrounding ourselves with people that, you know, it's not bad to have different mindsets. I don't want to push that across the table, but, um, but to have some like-minded drivers and passions and things like that, or, or at least people in our lives that really understand what we're trying to do and, and want to help us. Definitely, you know, that are a good support system and, and try and motivate us and, and us them too. You know, I, I know that I found, uh, as I find those people, a lot of times I see it's, it's a two way street, you know, I, I don't just need them motivating me, but I end up motivating them too. And, and back and forth, it's, it's, it's really cool when you start finding people like that in your life.
1: Yeah, it's great. You can build a great relationship and you really, you know, there, like you said, there's times when it's good to challenge your mindset and challenge and have those people to have different opinions, but you really need, if you're on a, on track to, to meet goals and, you know, aspiring to different things, you definitely need those people in your corner that are going to build you up and, and help keep you in the right direction. Cause it is so easy to just get distracted and yeah. lose, lose sight of your goals.
0: Yeah. Very quick. Um, and I think another area too, that that really helps in is, um, you know, uh, an additional topic we talked on last week um that was another roadblock is is people's various fears and anxieties that they they come across I know i well I hear it a lot is you know people that know that I love to work out you know hey, can you come be my personal trainer? Well, I'm not a personal trainer yet I'd like to be one of these <laughs> days maybe but as a little side gig, but you know the the reality is is that a lot of people, they're so fearful, you know, of that idea of going into a gym and there's all this equipment and there's all these people looking at you, whatever. And it's kind of a mix of both fear and anxiety, right? Because it's, you know, you don't know what to do. People are staring at you, yada, yada, yada. It's so much easier to go into a place like that when you've got a buddy or something to go in it with to kind of show you the ropes, you know,
1: I think, uh, you know, As human beings, we really do. It's very fearful and makes us very anxious when we don't know what's coming, what to expect. Um, You know, I did my first triathlon recently, and I had a buddy I trained with. And, uh, you know, I felt very prepared fitness-wise, but at the end, he wasn't able to do it with me. And it was kind of like a a little crutch or a cane. You know, something I was leaning on that, well, it'll be great. He's going to be there, so he's going to know. He's done it. He's going to know you know, the best way to set up your stuff and what it's going to be like to start. And just even just like you said, just having him there knowing that he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Was, was beneficial to me, I think leading up to it. Um, and then I did, I did get a little anxious the day before and, um, but I pushed through it. I I made the step and showed up and was pleased with what I did. And I think that's the hurdle, right? I mean, everybody's in their heads and, and letting the voices of the subconscious talk to them, but if they put, if we could put our foot forward, we'd be amazed what how quickly it does become comfortable and and uh, the benefits we receive from just stepping out and putting a little faith in ourselves. That yeah, it's I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm going to keep moving and keep fighting forward. And who knows? I mean, there's a lot of and not just sports. I mean, it's everything. People starting their own businesses, you know, having children for the first time, any little thing in life causes us some form of anxiety if we haven't done it before. It's the unknown. Yeah, Uh, It's just finding those, like you said, someone to do it with you or someone to support you. And then um, I think also digging deep, though, and just having a mindset that you can – I might not know exactly what's going to come at me when I do this, but I'm going to give it my best, and I'm not going to worry what everybody else
0: thinks. Yeah. Well, you kind of hit on a couple things that, you know, when you're talking about – putting your best foot forward and just trying it. Right. And all these different, whether it's, you know, with sports, like you doing this triathlon, right. Mm -hmm. And you said, starting a business, all this, it it just really was a good tie. in I think for what we were going to talk about next, which is, is defining your why. Um, I know this is something you talk about a lot, and I really like hearing you talk about it, but it, um, you know, I, I feel like, all that stuff you just mentioned or anything that we do in life, you need to define your why, why are we doing these things? What, what are we passionate about and what are our intentions? Yeah, it's huge. Um, a lot of people
1: and myself included, I spent years in my life, um, really just working, you know, we get out of, I got out of school and just started working jobs and making money and, um, kind of got in a situation where I really wasn't pointing my life towards anything. I think at a young age, you know, sports were really important. I want to play football in college and did that and then got out of college. And I think that, you know, I've seen a lot of athletes in the years after they're done competing, they kind of lose the why of what they're doing and what their life is meant to be. Because you can only do athletics for so long. Um, At least a sport. I think that you know, you can make a lifelong commitment to being active and stuff. It's just kind of reframing your mind on what that is, right? Sure. And tying back really to the why is that you need to find out what it is you're passionate about, what it is you want to accomplish in life, um, your goals, and keep working towards those. Um but if you can define that and and really know who you are and what your what are you what are your goals? Are you wanting to to build a business? Are you wanting to retire at a certain age? Are you wanting to spend more time with your family? Are you wanting to get to a point where you can vacation more? Whatever the why is that you're living. Once you define it, it's easy to live your life because you point everything that you're trying to accomplish towards your why. And what I think it does is it allows you to. Stay focused, gives you a point to aim at, and it also can help filter through some of those distractions that come in in life when you know you're trying to decide should I do a or should I do b? yeah, well, which one's in line with where I want to go? Is this one gonna hurt me get to my final goal or is this gonna help me get to my goal um and then you know that's that's what it is, and I think that, like I just said, I guess the importance is that you know it so that you can set your goals or your future board or your vision boards towards that and uh just stick to the pace
0: and stay focused yeah well i feel like that's so much easier if you if you have a a plan of action right and and you've defined kind of in a sense who or what you are not that that can't change but but when you've got a path that's kind of clear cut that you've you can see your destination right, and where you're trying to go is so much easier than if you're just wandering around aimlessly trying to yeah <laughs> figure everything out constantly and and never being able to kind of put your finger on something
1: and what it does really is it it get we have these brains right these phenomenal brains, but they're always wandering and they're always looking and always. You know, it's almost like a squirrel getting distracted on, I mean, <laughs> you, you see all oh, that looks interesting. Maybe I should go try that or that looks interesting. Maybe I should go do that. And you totally, if you don't have a plan, you can totally get sideswiped and get lost in all these things that interest you or things coming at you that you don't have any kind of a filter or anything to decide what's good for you and your goals and what's not, because you don't have a goal yeah. um, or a base to even build a goal on. So... By doing that, it really can make um, your life decisions intentional and really help you actually get to a place where you are living a life that's super satisfying and happy and you know can help you hopefully avoid you know, the negatives of not having a plan where you get stuck in a job you don't like or um, just get buried by making decisions that, that don't align with where you want to be. And then you end up having to climb out to kind of
0: go forward. Yeah, well, it makes your decisions that much more powerful too, right? Because if if they're directed and catered to a specific goal in mind, then we can determine, okay, well, does that advocate and push me closer to my goal or is it pulling me further away? It's more of an educated decision because you know what criteria you probably need to be meeting to get to the direction you're heading. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have that, then kind of a free for all. Yeah. And to me that just sounds exhausting. It sounds like a lot of, you know, granted experiences are good. We can learn from those, but um it's a lot more trial and error if we're just running around ragged and <laughs> yeah. Tired. And
1: I, yeah, in my life, I mean, I can tell you like I said, I spent years after college and and in the working world just trying to figure out really not I wasn't even trying to figure it out. I was just kind of working and existing, I would call it. Um, but when I did really define my why and what I want to accomplish in life and for my family and, um, it's just easy. It makes everything easier because you do, you, you put the things even down to the the simple science of what you put in your body or what you put your time and energy towards is towards that goal. And then it's, it builds you up mentally. It builds you up as a person because you start accomplishing little goals that get closer to your why and you're just becoming stronger in your decision-making and, and uh, you know, solidifying your ability to, to check those boxes, yeah. as we talked about.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I did want to point out one thing because we were kind of talking about, you know, this running around aimlessly or, or being able to make a good decision. And I think it's, it's really good to point out that, um, you know, we're going to make a lot of bad decisions, right? Or, or not bad, but wrong we might fail, you know, um, and probably time and time again. And I think pointing out though, that that is okay is highly important. Um, and, and more so than it just being okay. And that we're going to fail is, is owning it when we do.
1: Yes. Yes. I agree with you. I agree with you there. It's definitely a, um, important piece, uh, Owning your mistakes. and But not only that, just learning. Accepting it as a learning opportunity and, and moving forward when you do make them and not looking at them like, you know, why did I do that? Right. You know, looking at it more of a, well, what can I learn or what can I achieve now that I've had a little bit of a wake-up call, where can I go from there?
0: Yeah. Well, my my whole thing is is, you know, messing up isn't fun, right? That failure, whether it's even just internally, right? Like I tripped and fell right here. Oh, nobody saw me. Okay. Well, I still know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So, but what did I learn from that? Right. Like to me, I want to make that worth something, right? The fact that I did trip and I fell, right. Yeah. I I, want to make that worth something. I don't want it to just be a failure. I want to, Learn something and grow and get better as a person, you know. Um, and obviously, that's an analogy, but I mean, I think tripping and falling can teach us a lot, though, you know, whatever that trip and fall might look like in life. I yeah. mean, it's to me way more important to walk away from that learning something than to just let it be a failure and not learn anything from it and just walk away from it. And I think that's where owning our failures is so important because I think when we start to own them, that's when we actually start, like you were saying, to acknowledge them and to pick it apart. And I think peel back all those layers and figure out, okay, what, what can we do with this? Right?
1: Yeah. I think that like acceptance is, it gives you the, it actually opens the door for acceptance of faults and mistakes and because like you said, if we just shovel it under the rug, well, then history repeats itself. The same mistake is going to happen over and over and over again in some form, and we're never going to learn from it, and we're never going to get better. Um, and you end up on the hamster wheel of making this mistake, and you can't figure out why. Uh, I think that uh, finding different ways, too, to, to analyze and, and really kind of discover or know those faults and the things that made you uh, really struggle or have that issue in the first place yeah. can really help you grow even further when you do take a look, see the mistake was made, and then gives you the ability to find some acceptance and, and growth within it.
0: Yeah, which is highly important, I think, because I, I feel like today's society, too, um, a lot of times people look at that failure as embarrassing and that they have to hide it. And like you said, sweep it under the rug or something. And and that's, it's not the case. I mean, some people, yeah, they might look at you and criticize you for that, but it's, that's part of back to that fear and anxiety piece. We just have to learn to kind of move past that.
1: Yeah. And the hard part is like, like you said, the people judging or thinking or I have to find a way to really get to a place where it doesn't matter what people think and, understand that we are all on our own individual journeys and you know i might have bigger stumbles than someone else but that doesn't mean they're not struggling with something and someone might be judging me on my struggles and mistakes that i can't help that's how they feel i mean it's my life and it's the the path i'm on and you got to find a way to push through that stuff and and really uh really give yourself the best opportunity to grow i know uh you know, there's a lot of tools out there from personality tests to to feedback from, from that circle that you get around you that's like-minded. Um, also from, you know, self-observation, and you observe yourself and watch and see actions you're taking and kind of looking at how those affect other people and affect you in the same way. Um, I know through some of the... Uh, adventures I've had and, and kinda of learning myself, I've done personality tests and found some different traits that I have that are you know, those tests are amazing how they pinpoint they are. Your characteristics of your personality and, and how they really do align with um who you are. Yeah. Uh but it also can show you how reasons why you react the way you do or um you know also the way those reactions can affect other people in your circle. Um, One example of mine is I took one and it's, I'm very much a perfectionist, I think. Uh, Well, from the test, and I am. You don't say. Um, But (laughs) it also, part of that is you're, the things that make you who you are can also get in your way, right? I mean, being a perfectionist, everybody does things a little bit differently. So, you have to learn, like I have to learn, that there's people that aren't going to do things the way that I think they should be done. Yeah. And that's okay sometimes. Um, but if I if I let those things fester and get in my way, let's say that I just need everything done absolutely right every single time. The only way it's right is my way. Well, that's unrealistic. That's never going to get me anywhere. Yeah. Because right? I'm going to be taking over people's jobs or, you know creating rifts in relationships or whatever it might be. Um, But if you take the time to really look at these tests and learn your personality and see who you are and see what makes you tick, it also allows you to really see who you are as a person and then watch out for those faults when those good personality, personality traits are getting in your way you're overanalyzing or you're you're just pushing too hard on one direction you can pull back a little bit and go yeah it's probably okay if that's out of order or whatever yeah if there's a little bit of a mess on the floor it's okay <laughs> today <laughs> but you know you just have to it gives you knowledge and um really allows you just to have a a good base and a good idea of who i am this is kind of the middle of the road and if i'm getting over aggressive on things i know that's one of my traits and i'm i could be overreacting and need to rein it in a little bit.
0: Yep. Well, that's another great tool though. Like you were saying is to do some sort of, I know that you and I have both done respectively different, uh, personality tests through different companies, but, um, there's a lot of them out there and a lot of them are really good. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for me, I've learned a lot of really cool stuff about myself, but, um, not even just about like the personality trait, but like the company that I used, um, it was free, and it like went and actually showed me some of the stuff that you can kind of do to combat maybe some of those negative aspects too of those personality traits, which I found very, very uh, useful. Because along with that, like perfectionist type mentality, yeah. I I raz you, but I'm kind of the same. So um, you it's know, it's interesting. And some of them too will give you like um, comparable uh, other
1: personalities that you would work well with, or. Um, Like you said, the the tools on the way that this this is what it does is it gives you a really good. This is your this is the trait. This is what it means, and then gives you a little breakdown like on look. These are the things to look out for that can get in your way. Yep. Um, But it also will you can do them and um, it'll give you like you you would work well with this personality or you fit well with this personality, um, which is very interesting. But I will say because I've taken a few of them too and they they really do um correlate the different companies that you use they really do bring a similar
0: um diagnosis if you'd say on your
1: personality it's pretty interesting
0: yeah yeah they're definitely a uh, quite eye opening um you know and i think that's probably the last thing too that with this uh you know owning your faults that i i wanted to make sure to mention is is kind of keeping an open mind you know um and i think that doing stuff like that, you know, when you go into stuff like that with an open mind or when we're assessing our faults and, and really staying open to all the different possibilities, all the different directions, perceptions. I think that's another piece too, you know, just how I might look at something you might look at it in in a whole different light. And, and that's ties back in with that personality piece. And that's, kind of good knowledge to know though, right? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, well, I act this way and maybe somebody else with this other personality type acts a whole different way, but it's also how they view things too. And I think keeping that open mind and knowing that we're not perfect and how does that not only affect us, but how do those faults affect others around us too is a huge, huge thing. And we've got to stay open-minded though to see that.
1: You do, you do, and you have to, like me, I can be um, cynical when it comes to like new things and new ideas, and um, that's something I've learned about myself and really pushed to stay open-minded and force myself to be open-minded, even if it's an idea that, you know, maybe for a long time I've had an opinion, just letting the guard down and not getting defensive and not getting insulted by what the test is telling you or what someone else is giving you feedback in and you know, really looking in yourself and saying, Hey, is this true? Is it not? Yeah. I seem to be pretty analytical, I think in my uh, brain and I like to process stuff and I like facts. Um, but I can at times like read, I remember the first time I read a person, I think I was like, Oh, this is weird. But you know, it's just letting your guard down and allowing yourself to sink in. And really, if you really do open your mind and think about it, you're probably going to be surprised at how close to your personality it is. And, uh, You know, and in using that with with, um, feedback from others, too. You know, don't—if someone gives you negative feedback, it's hard at times not to just shut them down right away and go, well, that person is—they don't know what they're talking about. That's not true. Because we are. We don't like admitting that we have faults and that that we are doing something wrong or could do something better. Um, But when you can really process it and think through it and look at yourself and be honest with yourself on— is this really the best I could do in this situation? Um, it really allows you to grow and accept and, you know, you'll probably stumble again, but at least long-term over and over, if you're trying and trying and trying, eventually you're going to get better.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, this, this kind of reminds me of one thing that you bring up all the time, and it deals with mindset, which I know we're slated to talk about a little bit today, but is the comfortable being uncomfortable. Josh says this all the time. And, um, it's, it, that's all that reminded me of.
1: Yeah. And that's from, uh, Mr. David Goggins.
0: Okay. Comes from, uh, um, I didn't know where that came from. Yeah. I read, uh, his book,
1: which is phenomenal. Um, but it really, it, so I think when I look back on my life and in the times that I was, didn't have a, why was kind of floating through life and not really focused on any major goals or, you know didn't have anything that I was really pointed towards in my life. Um, I did read that book and a lot of other books, and it really struck a chord with me. I think that when I look back to the reasons and times that I didn't have goals and I didn't have aspirations and really was just floating, I was comfortable. And I got to the point where I really enjoyed being comfortable, right? I wasn't working out. I wasn't... Doing anything to challenge myself, really. I was working, yeah, um, comfortable in my job, and kind of lost that luster for challenges and, and uh, discomfort. So it's easy to do, yeah. And I, I, I did. I mean, I, I refocused myself and started working out, and lost a bunch of weight. And I can tell you today that's my biggest fear is going back to being comfortable because it's so easy to slip back into that that lane where you just want things easy and you want everything you don't want to feel pain and you don't want to have to struggle and you just want to enjoy life um with some parentheses around that I think uh, <laughs> looking back even that even in that aspect life is ten times better now that I'm challenging myself and pushing myself to be better because you get you get satisfaction that you that you never would get if you're just in that comfortable zone. You're not sure. pushing yourself. You're not checking off goals. You're not aspiring to do anything. Or I wasn't, at least some people might be. Um, and it might just take tweaking their goals a little bit. But when I'm in the mindset of I'm going to get better and every day I'm going to try to get better, it's so much easier to wake up and do the things that I need to do. And, you know, I, I keep doing that by adjusting my goals and, and really keeping the the future board in the, in the background, but you know, it takes tweaking and it takes adjusting them when they don't work. Yeah. Um, But it, it really does help me with my, I have an athletic background, so it really challenging myself gives me energy to, to work harder. When I'm not challenging myself, I get bored and then I'm okay being comfortable and don't look for anything else. Yeah. Uh, so It is good. I think it, and it it ties into everything. I mean, I think if you can, it's not just fitness. I talk about fitness a lot because it's a big piece of my life and a big piece of my uh, wellness path and, and keeping me on my wellness path, but it, it ties into anything. I mean, people get bored in their jobs, people stop challenging themselves in their jobs or their job stops challenging them. And if you can, you know, get used to pushing and, and really putting yourself in these, these uncomfortable situations, what it does over time is it, it builds little stepping stones in your brain and, um, it's like a ladder. I mean, or, or stairs or something, you're just building up and building up and building up. So if we sit around and we're comfortable and you're enjoying relaxing on the couch and you're not doing any activity and, you know, your body gets used to that and your mind gets used to that and you're like, "Wow, this is nice. I like comfortable. I'm used to comfortable. I can handle comfortable. Um, if we can challenge ourselves regularly, whether that be fitness, whether that be reading, whether that be work, whether it's family, doing those things that give us fear and anxiety, as we push and push and push, you're adding ticks in your brain. Then you're adding another tick. Accomplish this one. Accomplish this one. And what happens over time is it gets easier as things come at you and as as you are uncomfortable, you get. it's almost like um, a great example is uh, – like fitness training, right? So we train our bodies. We go to the gym. What do we do? We tear down our muscles and they get built back up. So we put stress on our our bodies and we get stronger. But a lot of times we don't ever think about the brain as a muscle and the brain is a muscle. I mean, we need to put stress on our brain to make sure that it's more capable of handling stress. It's just another item we need to train in our body. So my glim- my why and my forward focus is on always putting stress on my brain whether that be a physical challenge mental challenges any kind of challenge I seek it out because I like and I've seen over the last I'm about two years into really training and and growing my body and the fitness realm and, and my mental wellness path and the more ticks I can put in my brain the stronger I'll be the next time something else comes up that doesn't go my way so
0: yeah well it's It's kind of creating that, that winner's mindset too, you know, you're conditioning your mind and, you know, not only just growing it, but getting that to be a constant too, right? Like where it's, you know, you're day in and day out. Like it, to me, and, and interacting with you so closely as friends and stuff, that's one thing I always see from you too, is that it, that boredom piece that you mentioned, (laughs) but you were constantly out there looking for a challenge. Like whether it's physical, mental, both. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a huge thing in that, you know, for me looking at you, it's, it. you're constantly out there trying to find that winner's mindset, if you will. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, for me, I get, like I said, I get bored. So as soon as I accomplish something, it's done. So I got to set something else up right away. Otherwise, yeah. and I, especially, I mean, In the fitness realm, if I don't have something I'm working towards, I don't like working out. I just don't. And I know that about myself, and I know that the other side of not working out is that I'm going to gain weight. And, you know, I'm going to be back in the situation I was after all the work I did, which would just tear me down. And uh, finding those little things and and just always finding something to keep you excited, no matter what it is. I mean, even at work, because work is a grind. And work is is something that really can, can tear on your mindset. And I think... Finding ways to keep yourself excited in it, no matter what it is, can can really take you a long way. And then, you know, as you build and build um, those little tick marks in your brain, you really are just stronger and stronger. And then you know what you need when you need it, and um, helps you stay on the path and helps you just
0: keep going, keep going forward. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing too. And I, I think for me personally, it, you, you have to get that mindset strengthened up to the point where like we've, we've talked earlier about failure, right. And it's going to happen. And and same thing with this. I mean, you're going to get knocked down, right. And, and by strengthening that mindset and, and ultimately getting that winner's mindset in place, you're going to be able to get back up. You're going to be able to keep moving. You're going to be able to, like you said, You're constantly trying to find new things to do to challenge yourself, and you're going to be able to do that, right? To keep you from that stagnant nature or becoming bored, you know, you're going to be able to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think as you build the mindset, you're going to get... You're going to be in a better situation that when things do go wrong and you do make failures and you don't accomplish all your goals, because there's, I mean, there's times that you don't, you just don't. We can't do everything we want to do the first time. Yeah. That doesn't mean we can't do it. It just means that you, sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board and figure it out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, one of the things I'm getting into is endurance racing and I'm new. I mean, I've done a triathlon and I've done a century ride and doing more triathlons this summer, but... Those are all little learning tools. You know, I train and then I run the race and learn from that. But that's another tick. And I can tell you after my century ride, I riding the next week, it was so much easier because I wasn't going as far as the race. But also, you know, I had those ticks in there that, look, you already did. Your mind already knows. I already did this. Yeah. What's the next thing I can do? Yeah. It's just another stepping stone and a stepping stone and a stepping stone. And as you build those, it just gets it's just so much easier to build a strong build on a strong foundation um as you start forming it. So but just knowing too that like you said, the not everything's gonna go the way we want and and when it does, when you do stumble, just get back up and keep working.
0: Yeah. And you'll get there. Well, and I think a big thing with that too is, you know, sometimes there are gonna be things in our life that just do not work for us or with us. And I think that realizing that we can only control what we can control is a, is a very important thing. Yeah, And I think sometimes people lose sight of that because you have to be cognizant and aware of that stuff as well. And, and if you can't control something, leave it in the dust, right. Yeah. And let it be what it is. I um, was probably one of the, <laughs> well, one of the many very large life lessons that I've, I've learned over the years. Um, and uh, it's, it's a, it's a huge thing that people have to keep on the forefront of their mind when they're doing this stuff, because um, as you're kind of siphoning through all of these things, trying to figure out your path and, and get your mindset, right. You have to know what, what capabilities are realistic and, and, um, what you have personal control over.
1: I agree. I think that's a, it was huge for me because I we're both a personalities, right? <laughs> Very much like so. to hands on and control everything if we could. But yeah, I mean, it's impossible. I mean, and it, the the sad reality is that there's not a lot we can control in life. Um, yeah. And for me, that was probably the the biggest struggle I had was just accepting that there's a lot of things and a lot of people. And I can't control a lot of them. Yeah. But the one thing we can control is how we decide to take them on. Or do we take them on? I mean, a lot of things that we stress about, that I used to stress about, were stuff I couldn't control and stuff that hadn't – it was just wasted energy. Yeah. Um, And, what like, what you're talking about is knowing and and understanding what you control takes so much of that energy out of it that you know – and it's a filter, right? It flows in, and you're like, it goes in box A or B. I can control it, and I'm going to deal with it, or I can't, and I'm
0: going to leave it alone. Yeah. Well, a good example for me is back to this time moment, right? And um, something that we've at least talked about today that I can reference is is that in and of itself, right, I can't control the number of hours in a day or minutes, right? Yeah. What I could do, though, is I could control being a little bit more efficient with my time, making lists, using my calendar, you know, setting goals, things that are going to be my main drivers in life that Mm -hmm. I want to work toward and, and using those three tools, right. To just overall be more efficient. But again, I can't change the number of hours in a day. So I can only control a part of that part of it. I'm completely out of control and, and you have to, realize where that barrier is.
1: Yep. And once you can accept that, it's, it's just, it's like a weight lifts off your shoulder.
0: I mean, and that doesn't mean that things don't happen and you still
1: get frustrated with controlling and not being able to (laughs) control them. Um, But at least you have the awareness where you can shed a lot of that pressure off of yourself. And you're not, I mean, it's just out there, just removing it. And then it relieves a lot of stress. It relieves a lot of anxiety and and fears and, and just move forward knowing what you can do and yeah.
0: Work on those things. Exactly. It allows you to refocus and, and get off the things that you can't. It's, it's not doing you any good to think about this any longer. So let's move on to something that we can control, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's going to aid in our goals. So, well, yeah. I think that uh, we're kind of nearing the end again here. Um, today's been a good session. And, yeah. um I'm really excited. I think next week we're gonna talk about some uh, uh, show-related stuff and personal,
1: yeah, our personal experiences. Yeah.
0: kind of who we are. So I'm I'm pretty <laughs> excited for that. So hopefully everybody can come join us.
1: Yeah. One thing before we head out is, uh, you know, oftentimes human nature is is to look at failures as a negative thing, and um, the reality of it is it's 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 an opportunity for growth and if you can get that mindset, the winner's mindset where you have things come your way and things don't go your way. And no matter what I'm going to trudge through and, and find the positives at the end of it, then uh, success is typically uh, very attainable in those situations. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, ultimately the one thing um, I say this a lot, but the, the one thing that can never be taken from us is our ability to think and make decisions. I mean, if if we do that, though, in a positive way, even in the face of adversity, the odds of success in our lives, it, it's so much higher. And, you know, we may not be able to control everything like we talked about, but we can always have a say in our mindset. Very true. Very true.
1: Um, it's now time for the afterthought, where we leave you with quotes, challenges, and other thoughtful moments. This week, we simply want to encourage everyone to take some time to stop and think about your why. What are your passions and drivers in life? What is it within you that demands a winner's mindset? And we'll leave you with a quote from Mark Manson. Who you are is defined by what you're willing to struggle for.
0: If you guys liked today's episode, go subscribe to make sure you don't miss new episodes. And don't forget to check us out on our website at www.wellnessphenoms.com and find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wellness Phenoms. Alrighty Phenoms, until next time, enjoy the journey, stay well.